little shrimp scampies. Welcome to This Fucking Guy, a podcast about self-care if self-care is one long scream into the void. Here is where we use expletives and alcohol to emotionally process the creeps, jerks, and p-words that compose the shitty elevator music of our lives. Now I'm falling asleep, Ren Martinez. And I'm calling a cab, Ginger Golub. While he's having a smoke and she's taking a drink. Always, it, it always jumps right into my head. So it's really hard not to immediately start singing. At this point, I really, like, almost don't want to address it at all in case we get new listeners. And I I want them to be deeply confused. Cool. Well, then that will be my only reference to that. I want to tell you a quick story before we scream into the void. Yes, my love. Because this... Is also kind of a scream, but like a delighted, I love this so much scream. Um, I was hanging out with my youngest sister, Kat, and just chilling, shooting the shit, um, drinking some wine, having a good time. And I can't remember how we got on the topic, but she was saying that a couple years ago, she had gotten one of the best compliments she had ever gotten. And I got it on video. I'm like, hell yeah, let's watch it. But the context is she and her friend are at this bar, and they're at the patio, and there are drunk people around. Mm-hmm. In particular, these two drunk dudes. And one of the drunk dudes had approached Kat and had given her this compliment. Well, they clearly, they were like, well, hold up. This is too good not to have. And he is so drunk that he does not care. So the video starts with, hey, 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 dude, dude, can you say it again? Can you say, can you say what you just said to her again? Can you, can you say it again? And he's clearly drunk, and he's just like, I wanted to just come over and talk to you. Like, I, you know, I just wanted to say something. And then, <laughs> and then he goes, I just want to say that you can beat me up. <laughs> I want you to fucking kill me, you beautiful bitch. <laughs> She's like, yes, sir. And he's like, yeah, kill me, you beautiful bitch. (laughs) And it was just the most delightful thing. And Kat was like, yeah, that's the best compliment I've ever received. And like, honestly, I think that's the best compliment I've ever heard. You know, (laughs) we don't talk very much about the fact that like another podcast swooped in there and stole our podcast name like a day before we published our first episode and we didn't know. If we have to rename, Kill Me You Beautiful Bitch (laughs) would be a solid name for this podcast. Kill Me Beautiful Bitch. (laughs) Beautiful Bitch. So I just, I needed to share that moment with you and our listeners because it is so utterly delightful and has been giving me serotonin every time I remember about it. So, on that note... I need you to scream into the void. I need well, to hear it. Yeah, I mean, you, and at this point our listeners, know my propensity. I'm like a nonviolent person, largely a non-confrontational person. But I will fight some fucking people on Facebook. <laughs> and I, w- I, w- I was scoping out memes for our Facebook page, this fucking guy on Facebook. Um... If you found us there, hello. Uh, And (laughs) I found this great one that was, hey, 
if you're going to be transphobic up in here, your pronouns are about to be was, were. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. was very good. And I clicked on the post, and then the comments section happened. Oh, no. It's not... It's not a good place out there, Ren. No, comment sections rarely are. Yeah, so I spent an hour of definitely not work time, um, <laughs> sort of systematically going through and reporting, like, all of the comments for hate speech until that got shut down, mm. finally, mm. which, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh it's boy. It's not oh a boy. great look. Yeah, and I was uh, uncharacteristic of me. I wasn't really engaging with these people because, like, why would you? But there was, mm. like, shout out to Louisa. There was this beautiful <laughs> Latina trans woman that was just all up in the comment section being like, why you gotta be so salty just because you can't fuck me? <laughs> Just to everyone, like literally everyone that posted a transphobic meme, she was like, why you gotta hate? It was like alternating between that and Beyonce hair toss memes. And I was just like, Ugh. oh, you're doing the Lord's work. Fabulous. I've started watching Pose. Um, oh, God, Pose. And just when she reads that transphobe at the at the country club for fucking filth is mwah. Beautiful, beautimous. Um, this actually kind of reminded me. Uh, I just read about uh, Gina Carano uh, was interviewed by Ben Shapiro today. Oh, oh no, that's a sentence made in mm-hmm. hell. It is made in hell, and I've brought it to you because I love you. Um, I mean, it's it's most of the nonsense, but like she talked about sort of how this controversy began, and like, admittedly, um, I wasn't. I'm not super up on my Gina Carano facts other than the mm. fact that she's like gross um hot but like spiritually gross yeah she could kill me that beautiful bitch mhm but um apparently this kind of started because she was on Twitter and there was some sort of tweet about like Twitter pronouns and she was like that's real dumb and People responded being like, well, actually, like, it's really nice if cisgender people put their pronouns in their stuff because it's about normalizing it and making it like not a thing that only trans people do. Like everybody should be doing that. And so apparently she the, the what she put in her profile for her pronouns were beep, bop, boop, girl. And she was like, oh, but like I wasn't being offensive. It was just a joke. I don't understand why all these trans people made it into a thing. I didn't make it into a thing. I didn't start anything. Bitch. <laughs> First of all, that that's not a good joke. No. It's like the it's like the what the fuck is it? Um it's like the Apache attack helicopter joke from like 2002 that every once in a while you see kind of float around from like very edgy comedians. Have you not it's talking about, like, non-binary genders, and they're like, well, I identify oh, yeah. as an Apache attack helicopter. Yeah. And it's like, again, first of all, like, fucking Daniel Tosh from 2001 called. He'd like his really bad joke back. Um, <laughs> so, and about your conspiracy theory about Gina Carano, it's not quite right, but it's not quite wrong. Uh, apparently, sort of the big Disney to-do is, again, she was she was spouting shit. I heard that you were, Right. Mm-hmm. talking shit and i didn't think yeah and they were like hey we've written you an apology 
we need you to like apologize. So here is our Disney approved apology. Please apologize to people for, you know, saying the dumb shit you said. And apparently she was like, nah, -uh, I'm going to write my own apology and wrote it. And then Disney was like, actually, this is really bad. Like, this is a really bad apology where you apologize for nothing. Um, we really need you to read the one we wrote for you. And she went, no, nah, bitches. And, you know, she's fired now. So I guess, you know. So I was actually completely right. <laughs> it wasn't about the movie deal per se, but it was definitely Disney being like, you gotta do this. And her being like, nah, -uh, I don't gotta do shit. I mean, it's, it, it really sort of puts a fine point on the difference between, oh no, I was canceled and for not a good reason. And well, 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 if it's not the consequences of my own actions. Well. We've talked about a bunch of transphobes. Yes. A, a Latina trans goddess who is going to save all of us. Yes. Louisa, mm -hmm. DM us. We will, we would love to have you on. Um, but yeah, and after all of that, uh, I think it's time for some therapy. Well, Ren, my sweet, are you ready to tell me about this fucking guy? But of course. So, my niece, CJ, is having her first birthday party this weekend. CJ Craig, your baby niece, played by Allison Jamie. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's a donut-themed birthday party. Nice. She has this really high-pitched pterodactyl screech. That is primarily how she communicates right now. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to hear it as she, like, slams her face first into, like, a slice of cake. Um... I'm not really a baby person. Um, no, you're an adult grown woman person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I'm just, I guess, it's like from like seven, six to seven months, like younger, like when they're really like half baked cookies, mm -hmm. I really don't know how to relate to babies because they're half baked cookies. And I'm like, you're clearly not done yet. Why did we take you out of this oven? I like them best when they're naked mole rats. <sighs> they're just very boring to me. And with my, like, ADHD brain, I'm like, I need constant stimulation. Um, But she's finally at an age where, like, her favorite toy is the dishwasher. And I get to watch videos of her trying to, like, climb into it. It's very funny. <laughs> but, like, humans love rituals. And no more so than, like, with babies. Yeah. Right? There's baby showers, pregnancy photo shoots, birth announcements, first steps, first words, first birthdays. Oh, no. We're in an age where it's possible to document, like, every little thing that happens to, like, these tiny, tiny humans with no self-preservation skills. But obviously, this this can have a dark and very annoying side. Of course, there's a social media factor, right? You got, like, those Instagram mommy bloggers and, like, the, the YouTube vloggers whose, like, Pinterest-worthy lives create this, like, really weird alternate dimension that, like, no one could possibly achieve unless you had fucking money, right? You've created a very rich tableau. And then there are stories like this. Preparations for a gender reveal party turned fatal for one upstate New York man over the weekend. <laughs> Christopher Peckney, a 28-year-old expectant father from Liberty, New York, died on Sunday after a device he was building for a gender reveal party exploded, killing him and injuring his brother. So you ever heard of gender reveal parties? Uh... So a yes. 
Yeah. Uh, straight culture. Yeah, I mean, this episode could be called Are the Straits Okay? They're not. And they're not. <clears throat> so for anyone who, like, has literally just blossomed into being fully cognizant at this exact moment, a gender reveal party is an event or celebration that is had during pregnancy, which reveals the baby's sex to the expectant parents, family, and friends. Sometimes this is combined with a baby shower, but it's usually its own separate function. Um, for the reveal, a large variety of methods are used. Uh, cakes are the most well-known. And they involve gendered stereotypes, such as the colors pink and blue. Mm. This trend, which is only common in English-speaking countries, is a new phenomenon in the course of human history, only making its way onto the scene in the late 2000s. Even baby showers, and the term shower itself, is a tradition with origins in, like, the 19th century. Yeah. Having grown alongside the related custom of the bridal shower. At the time, presents were put inside a parasol, which would then be opened and shower the bride with gifts. That sounds dangerous. I'm guessing they're very small and light gifts. No. I mean, it's certainly not like a KitchenAid mixer. Nothing was small and light in the 18th century. <laughs> not a goddamn thing. Maybe a lot of just letters. They love a letter. A butter churn. But birth celebrations and rituals are not a new concept, right? In India, there's the Samantha, which is a pregnancy ritual from the Vedic period. It's held in the sixth or eighth month, and the mother to be is showered with dry fruits, sweets, and other gifts that are supposed to help the baby's growth. It sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. uh, the highlight of the ritual is a musical event meant to please the growing baby's ears, which is why I assume I was born singing Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yes. Because my dad is basic. Mm. We love you anyway, Mike. Love you, Dad, but... you basic. Yeah, basic. Um, the ancient Greeks celebrated pregnancy after the birth. After the labor ended, the women would erupt into a shrill cry called the alogoi. Alogoi? Alogoi. Alogoi? Unfortunately, I don't speak ancient Greek. Nor does any of our listenership. This ambiguous cry, usually a cry of joy and lamentation, would assimilate the wailing of the newborn child and a yell of victory over the enemy. It's also the noise I make anytime somebody sends me baby pictures. <laughs> <laughs> In medieval Europe, pregnancy and birth were considered a time of a great physical and spiritual risk, since, like, you were gonna die. You were gonna die. Um, priests would often visit women during labor so, uh, they could confess their sins, mm -hmm. uh, and would perform a baptism on the same day of the birth, you know, in case demons ate the baby. As they do. In Victorian Britain, women would keep their pregnancies a secret, because being openly pregnant was improper or something. Because everything was improper. Except for mm. nipple piercings, weirdly enough. Nipple piercings or genital piercings? Nipple piercings, apparently, were, like, really popular in the Victorian era. Okay. Um, after the baby was born, other women would, you know, hold tea parties, which is where this, like, titular parasol would come into play. The modern American baby shower started in the late 1940s and 50s as a result of the baby boom, because of all the babies booming. 
The party, much like the bridal shower, served the function of providing the mother and her home with useful material goods. Traditionally, showers were female-exclusive, but mixed showers are becoming much more common, and such parties often include food, alcohol, and a slew of party games. And from realmomhelp.com, here are some from a list called 15 Hilarious Baby Shower Games. Oh, boy. Oh, no. So first we got My Water Broke. (laughs) This is a game where you get an ice cube that has a little plastic baby frozen inside and you put it in your drink. And once that ice cube is entirely melted, you shout, My Water Broke. And the first one wins a prize. Hmm. I mean, okay. Hi. What a weird game to be like. Mmm, thermodynamics, who gets this one? Probably the lady with the coffee. <laughs> it's an iced coffee now, bitch. Uh-huh. Um, witty diapers, which is, it's literally writing, like, quips and quotes on diapers, which apparently are meant to cheer up the parent during a midnight diaper change. So, like, there's a little box, and it's, like, for late night diaper oh. changes, and you can, like, read f- funny jokes on it. Um, That's kind of cute. Some of the examples are, isn't it daddy's turn? Okay, it's not that cute. (laughs) Caution, open at your own risk. And do you know what the hell you're doing? (laughs) I just like the idea with that last one. A new parent just sleep deprived. It's 4 a.m. Their infant is crying and they turn that baby over with its new diaper and it says... Do you even know what you're doing? And they I love mm. causing an existential crisis yep. in newborn parents. Mm. <laughs> so they could be like, why did I do this? That's a great way to build that bond. Um, tie your shoes. Apparently this one's for the men. So in order to understand the woes of pregnancy... The men are all sitting in a row chairs, and they have a balloon under their shirt. The men are there? I guess this is a mixed baby shower. Huh. And the game is they have to tie their shoes without popping the balloon, because that's exactly what pregnancy is like. Don't pop the baby. Don't pop it. Oh, no, baby gone. Oh. <laughs> Planned Parenthood's policies are so weird. <laughs> Um, nipple bobbing. It's bobbing for apples, but with bottle nipples. Oh, thank God it's bottle nipples. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's it's bottle nipples, but also why? I mean, there's nothing more deranged than going to a party full of adults. I'll say adult women. Let's say adult women. We, do, party we now full- know that there's men there. Well, a party full of adult adults and have like a kiddie pool filled with bottle nipples and being like, all right, guys, time to get as many as you can in your mouth. I mean, I guess. Mm. So first of all, like coming at this from a post pandemic sensibility, fucking gross, fucking nasty, germy gross. But mm-hmm. Also, this was a time before the internet, and when there was not much television to speak of, people were so fucking bored. Yeah, but this was on, like, a Pinterest board. So, 
What? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's the big I thing, I thought right? you were telling me about shit from the 40s. No, 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 no. This, this is from a, this is from a current realmomhelp.com. Well, then what like, the fuck? Like, a current thing about, like, 15 hilarious baby shower games oh, that God, you could do at your current mm. present baby shower. Okay. Ren? Mm? Are the straights okay? They're not. Because uh, this last one is Name the Baby Poop. Oh, I've played this. Yes. Where you take diapers, which are already expensive, uh, and you melt different types of chocolate bars in them, and then you have to guess what type of it what type it is. I mean, um, I was five for five, but I'm not proud of it. I just there's a lot of things like at baby showers I'm looking forward to. Usually it's cake yeah. or like champagne. Um but like Trying to identify what looks like poop because it's like tee hee hee, it's chocolate. It's like I'd prefer the scat not be at this event. I in general, in general, most of my events are without this element. It's really, it's really the only mainstream party that's allowed to have a scat element. Clearly, you've been going to very different parties than I. <laughs> anyway, so. The point is, baby celebrations are not a new thing. Gender reveal parties, however, are very new. Yes. And how did this extremely extraneous event come to pass? Funny enough, the gender reveal party can actually be traced pretty much to a specific person. To Bob and Susan Gender. Of (laughs) of Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, Jenna... Carvenutis, I was so close. Who was a then-pregnant blogger, shared her baby's gender reveal party on her Chicago Now blog, which was called High Gloss and Sauce, and it was back in 2008. Essentially, she was like, I feel like having a party. I have a blog. Let's do a gender thing. There'll be a cake. It was pink inside. Ta-da! Uh, this event was written up in a local Chicago magazine, and soon after... They began cropping up just on other blogs and on this is pre this is pre Instagram yeah. and Pinterest, right? So it was a lot of blogs and videos on YouTube. Uh the first uploads can be traced back to two thousand nine, but the trend of gender reveal videos really began in about mid two thousand eleven and steadily grew. That sounds right. In twenty seventeen YouTube saw a 60% increase in views for gender reveal videos compared to the year before. Soon enough, gender reveals began reaching viral status. Some of the most viewed gender reveal videos on YouTube include a mom of six boys reacting to the news she's having a girl. Then, of course, the celebrities had to hop on. Yeah. You got Jessica Simpson, Kevin Hart, Katy Perry, and like every reality TV star imaginable, there was a list. I knew no one on it, but they all jumped on the trend, letting their families as well as their fans be part of the celebration. But what did these celebrations entail exactly? Aye, there's the rub. So gender reveal parties are very similar to baby showers in the respect that they tend to have food, drink, and the same dumb games. But the big difference, of course, is the reveal. Since the focus of these parties is the fetal sex, this information, kind of important. As far as who gets that info, it's most commonly a third party, sometimes called a gender guardian. 
I am the guardian of gender. <laughs> Which honestly kind of sounds badass. It's um, going to be the next J.K. Rowling YA series. But I imagine it being like, like kind of like a fairy godmother thing, where it's like a gender guardian is like Laverne Cox. Ah, yes. You know, like kind of like Cinderella, you know, she comes down and she's like, impossible. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Um, but it's not that cool. Uh, basically, this person is just entrusted with the ultrasound or whatever it is for the fetal sex. And it generally remains a secret from the parents until the reveal. This is how you get so many Am I the Asshole posts from dudes who are like, we had a gender reveal and it turns out it's a girl. And I was so bummed I stormed, I like stormed out cursing and now my wife says I hurt her feelings. Am I the asshole? Yes. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. 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 The reveal itself, of course, is the climax of the party. Prior to the reveal, party games are common where you can guess or assert the, the fetal sex. Uh, this can also apparently take the form of competitions oh between boy. a team pink and a team blue. Battling it out. Oh, boy. For what the genitals look like. Mm, mm, mm. What is a bris but the latest gender reveal party? I mean, it... it it reveals genitals, like these do. Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just um, lost my mind for a moment. Well, so most reveal methods utilize gender-associated colors, which is obviously typically blue and pink, uh, decorated with other gender-associated items. The method of reveal varies. Uh, common methods include cutting special cakes, launching or popping balloons, there's confetti and streamers, pinatas, colored smoke, and silly string. Those are sort of the basics. Since everyone loves cake, let's talk about some cakes. In a segment I like to call, Are the Straits Okay Because They're Even Ruining Cake? Oh, no. So many of these cakes feature pink and blue with fondant decorations and some sort of either-or scenario, because, of course... The binary is real. So the basic ones you tend to see, like, again, very basic, are he or she, prince or princess, cupcake or stud muffin. Ugh. That's by far not the grossest one. Oh, no. Then you get your sports references. So touchdowns or tiaras, quarterback or cheerleader, bows or baseballs. Oh, B-O-W-S. Okay. <laughs> No, they're not doing a Katniss Everdeen versus oh, baseball. Oh, uh, no, thing. I was thinking like high quality sound systems. <laughs> yes. So it's actually girls are the DJs, boys are the baseball stars. I'm into know. that. I'm into that particular binary. Why not? Um, then you get the ones with camo. Ugh. So buck or doe, tractors or tiaras. Lures or lace. Tell us you're a Republican without telling us you're a Republican. <laughs> uh, and this one, I've, bows or arrows. Which took me a second to figure out which one was which, because it's like, what? What? But arrows, I guess, are the penis, I guess. Unless, going back to our earlier confusion, they mean, like, hair bows or I arrows. Guess. 
maybe it's like a play on words. Like it could be like an archery bow, but it also could be like a ribbon bow. This really is starting to sound like conceptual restaurants that put like real weird shit like tilapia or swordfish on their like men's and women's restrooms if it's a seafood thing oh, or like whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um there was there was one it was like sports or shopping. And it was like women watch sports and men have to shop. Anyway, so then you got the car themed, so wheels or heels, burnouts or bows. Why are they so into bows? Girl the girls in these gender reveals are either bows or Or tiaras. Or tiaras. That's like a big thing. Yeah. Um so because clothing is gendered, right? So we got bikinis or board shorts. Sneakers or heels? I, I'm sneakers. Um, denim or diamonds? As if denim's not the most popular fabric in the world. Uh, grooming related. So you have mustache or bows? Stashes or lashes? <laughs> <laughs> because boys don't have eyelashes. They don't have eyelashes. And, uh, and also boys. Babies are born with a full mustache. Well, and like that's also full... Greek woman erasure. <laughs> um, there's a surprising amount of firearm-related cases. Oh, no. This does not surprise me. Pistols or pearls? Ruffles or rifles? Guns or glitter? And then this one I didn't know where else to put, but it hurts me very much. Badges or bows? Hey. Hey. Congratulations! It's a cop! <laughs> no, put it back! Put it back! <laughs> Do not want... I don't, I don't know... Okay, so I don't know why. This all is reminding me of my friend Maria from college. Have I talked about this before? I don't believe so. This, this chick, she was... A freaking delight, and I don't know if her friends anymore on Facebook, because, like, political differences may have become too much for her, and that's fine. But, like, freshman year of college, we were pretty tight, and she was kind of country, but in, like, a Spotsylvania country mm -hmm. sort of way. So there was a lot of, like, frosted eyeshadow uh, yeah, and very yeah. long nails and camo. Mm -hmm. And she w She told me one day that she was sure that she was in love with this guy because for, for Valentine's Day, he bought her a pink Glock. Yep, that's a, that's a brand of person. He then cheated on her, proving he's the dumbest person in the world. <laughs> I, um... Have de I've gone to a gun show before. It was, like, held in a giant warehouse this somewhere. <laughs> this gun show... No, it wasn't We're bad. flexing. We're flexing, listeners. I know this is great podcast. But, um... I went with my dad and my uncle, and they're wandering around, and so I decided to wander around, because I'm, like, 19 at the time. And any time I passed by a table, and the, the man behind it saw me, was like, Oh! Are you looking at firearms? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm here with my dad. And they'd be like, oh, well, this one's pink. <sighs> okay. I get, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, I hate you, but I get it. But I hate you. Um, uh, back to cakes. Um, 
I saw one cake that inexplicably had like chili peppers on it that said stick or no stick. What? I don't understand the relation between the phrase and the pep. I don't get it. Um, it. It's the most straightforward in a bizarre way. Yeah. Um, I don't understand chili peppers. Um, and of course, there are the gender reveal cakes that are surprisingly gender neutral, such as what gender did Frank make? <laughs> what? Yeah, there was a cake that said, what gender did Frank make? Which I guess is good to understand <laughs> that in terms of chromosomal, you know, whatever, like it does come from the sperm. So I guess, you know, good on you for passing ninth grade biology. Woo. Um, what the duck is it? And we're here for the sex. Honestly, these are my people. I, I, I hate myself a little bit, but this is the shit I would absolutely do. And don't worry. If cake isn't your thing, Villa Italian Kitchen in New York City has got you covered. The gender reveal lasagna package oh my God. costs $139.99, which is about eleven sixty-seven per person and serves 12 the package includes one cheese lasagna with a secret pink or blue interior, a tray of garlic rolls, and choice of salad. I have had lasagna. That shit is so messy, you are not going to be able to read the layer. It'll be covered in marinara. Well, I don't want to eat blue or pink ricotta cheese. Nothing sounds less appetizing. If you leave that is if, so unholy. If you leave the ricotta in the fridge long enough, it will naturally turn pink. I don't think that that means my fridge is pregnant. It might be. I need to clean it. <laughs> Bonus self-care tip. Clean out your fridge. It's time. Anyway, so cake and lasagnas is all well and good. But like so many other social media trends, you gotta go big or go home, baby. Yeah. As gender reveal parties became more popular, it wasn't enough to just cut into a cake or open a box filled with balloons. You had to think big to go viral. One mom went into a hair salon and asked the stylist to dye her hair pink or blue. Pulling off the towel reveals bright blue hair. It's actually kind of a look. Like, she looks really good with blue hair. Like, she should just rock blue hair. Like, it's not a gender thing. Like, just a, you look good with blue hair. Uh, one couple in Texas announced the gender of their third child, but having, by having a friend's crop plane spray the sky with pink powder. That's not safe. Another pair asked singer Brad Paisley to do the honors on stage in the middle of a concert, which he actually fucking did. Okay. Which one's he? And he had he wears a hat. Solid. Got it. Yep. Um, so one Louisiana couple decided to take a walk on the wild side. The dad to be runs an alligator and turtle farm and goes by the name. T-Mike, the Gator King. Yeah, he does. Yep. Could have told you that without knowing, honestly. Mm-hmm. And he decided to mix business with pleasure. In the video, he is... There is an actual live fucking alligator. Uh -huh. And he's holding this alligator's mouth shut in the middle of the lawn, surrounded by his nearest and dearest. And then he places a watermelon in the gator's mouth. It destroys it with a chomp, and there's blue liquid comes out. Yay, it's a boy. Mazel tov. I, I, I thought he was going to somehow cut the alligator in half and it was going to be blue or pink inside, so I'm kind of glad that it took that turn. 
I just can't imagine ever hosting a party where I'm like, hey, Grandma, sit right here by the alligator. It's, no, it's Louisiana. (laughs) I love, he's like, it's Florida, it's not. It's not? It feels like That's some Florida energy. Uh, Vlogger Anas Marwa and wife Asala, known as the Anasala family to their 7.7 million YouTube subscribers, broadcasted their elaborate gender reveal where they lit up the Burj Khalifa in Dubai, the world's tallest building. I mean, if you have that money. The color of the lights turned blue, and the family celebrated this intimate moment alongside their millions Alongside everybody in Dubai and all of their followers. So there's a reason that gender reveal parties are a trend. Social media allows these personal moments, once relegated to plebeians like family and friends, um, to be shared with a vast, faceless audience around the globe. This not only transforms these private moments into public spectacle, it causes future parents to feel increasing social pressure to participate and outdo their peers. If they don't, there's this risk of coming across as subpar parents, even before the fetus is edis. <laughs> so there's a very clear connection between the gender reveal arms race and other forms of intensive parenting. So I had never heard of this term. Um, but intensive parenting, is also, also called concerted cultivation, is a child-rearing style. It usually involves things like supervised and rich playtime, Frequent conversations about thoughts and feelings, and lots of extracurriculars. Yeah. It's an inherently upper-middle-class philosophy. Yeah. And it requires an abundance of time, money, and resources. So, despite the fact that parenting styles differ by class, research has shown that parenting attitudes, meaning what parents think they should do, don't. So, Pinterest perfect birthday parties and... Toddler music camps and dramatic gender reveals, things that require lots of time, money, or both, Mm -hmm. are subtle and not-so-subtle ways to impose class restrictions on who can be a good parent and who can't. Because capitalism ruins everything. Yeah. The gender reveal trend also commodifies a major event in parenthood. This stage in parenting, like pre-birth, was mostly safe from capitalism's wiles uh, and has now fallen firmly into its clutches. Because, you know, skydiving and customized sneakers and fancy cakes and all that, they all cost money, right? Uh, One woman, noticing this trend of capitalism, um, even created a gambling company to profit off this trend. Oh, Oh, God. The gender reveal game allows future parents to create betting pools for the sex of their future offspring and raffles off prizes to those who guess correctly. Why? While the site is free to sign up, the company does take a cut of the funds raised. You know, you know. Um, It was launched in May of 2019. As of that July, they had already hosted 400 games. Jesus Christ. I find it very weird to bet on the genitals of fetuses, but that's me. That's personal. I don't want to judge you. I do judge you. Yeah, we don't want to, but we do. I mean, it's a very weird, like, I 
I haven't been to Las Vegas, but I imagine it's like, you know, the craps table and blackjack and there's no fetus table. You know what I mean? Mm. That's not part of this rich. I haven't been to Vegas, so I don't know that for sure. Again, I haven't been. That sounds like more of an Atlantic City thing, no lie. Mm. Yes. New Jersey energy. Mm -hmm. But capitalism isn't the only criticism of gender reveal parties. No. Uh, With cakes asking questions like, jeeps or jewelry it's clear that such parties reinforce the gender binary sex and gender assignment and gender essentialism basing all of these on fetal anatomy and excluding those who are intersex transgender non-binary and who otherwise don't neatly fit in these two very narrow boxes or ladies who enjoy jeeps there are lots of ladies who enjoy Jeeps. My sister-in-law is one of them. She hates jewelry, but loves a Jeep. I momentarily forgot how sisters-in-law worked, so I was like, you don't have any brothers who are married. I, and I don't. You don't. I do not have any brothers who are married. <laughs> so you're not wrong, and that's the best kind of right to be. Um... From LGBTQ Nation. Besides the level of self-indulgence required to throw a party just to celebrate one part of a fetus's anatomy, this only seems like a foreboding sign of how much pressure these parents will put on their kid in the future to live up to gender stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Because the, the truth is, of course, you, you, can't, you can't see gender on an anatomy scan. No. Anyone who knows, like, a little bit about actual biology and, you know, isn't just spouting off what they learned in like sixth grade bio on, on some Twitter thread trying to argue with actual geneticists say. Yeah. Mm. The, the the thing I kept trying to make catch on with the kids that I briefly taught sex ed to was genders in your mind, sexualities in your heart, sex is in your pants. Yeah, fair enough. I think that's, a fairly good way to get that concept across to, you know, teenagers who were just all about that Fortnite. Fortnite's not even a thing anymore. Actually, it still is, but it's I, really it, not. It was thing. not yet a thing back when I was doing this. That's true. Oy. Carly Giesler, that's what I'm going to pronounce it, um, an assistant professor of gender and communications at York College, wrote an article for the Journal of Gender Studies about the gender reveal phenomenon. Gendered binaries support patriarchal and hegemonic interests and institutions. Therefore, the fetus is thrust into the hegemony. Hegemony. Thrust into the hegemony via language and ritual as the pregnant woman is subsumed in the province of patriarchal control. That's fancy language for the kid isn't even fucking born yet and the patriarchy is all up in their shit. Yeah. Just can't give it a fucking moment. Like, not even, dude, like, my lungs haven't developed. Can you give me a fucking break? Like, I would want to know ahead of time just because, like, there's so little information you can get about your child before it's born. It's basically just biological sex to an extent and certain genetic abnormalities and stuff that's going to show up on an ultrasound. There's very little other information you can get. And so in terms of like crafting this image of 
the human you're going to be living with for the next 18 years. Like, it's picking up breadcrumbs. You're sort of like, like when you got assigned a roommate freshman year of college mm-hmm. and you just kind of Facebook stalk them and just tried to figure out who is this person? And man, I hope they don't microwave Chef Boyardee cups of tuna fish in the microwave. Really hope they don't do that. Oh, well, they do. And I am very unlucky. Was this a true story? This is a true story. My freshman year roommate, she was a girl named Vanessa. She absolutely would microwave the Chef Boyardee cups, take it out, put tuna fish in, swirl it around, and then microwave it a little bit more so everything was warm because she, you know, is putting her middle finger up to God or something. Um, we, I, I brought the TV, which was one of those tiny little TVs, yeah. like an actual, like, you know, it was like 2006. It wasn't a right. TV. Um, so a tiny little TV and she refused to change the channel from Disney. And all I watched all day was the sweet life of Zach and Cody and Kim possible. Literally. That was it. Um, and only one of those shows is good. She was obsessed, obsessed with Guinea pigs. Uh, she was super into Twilight, but, like, was convinced vampires were real, Ugh. which is a whole other level. Um, she once, my, my, my friend Adam was visiting once, and my friend Adam was, like, the most sarcastic asshole I'd ever met. And oh, was, like, God, a, you told me about this. A beautiful love of my life. Like, ugh, he was amazing, and I love him so much. Um, and he's hanging out with me, and he clearly recognizes that Vanessa is, like, a cardboard cutout of a person. So he starts saying dumb shit, mostly like hitting on her, but in ways that are clearly like not hitting on her. <laughs> like, see that you're wearing pants. I'm, I've been known to wear pants from time to time. We got a lot in common. And I'm like, Oh my God, Adam. <laughs> and I'm fucking trying not to laugh. And Vanessa is like not getting any of this. And at, to the point where at one point he's like drinking out of like a fucking Aquafina or some shit, puts the clear ass bo- bottle in front of his face, just turns to me and is like, is she really this dumb? Like does not whisper. <laughs> and like, she still is just going off about whatever she's talking about. His fortress of solitude was flawless. And so, like, we go off to whatever we're doing. I come back, like, the next day, and I'm like, oh, hey. And it's like, oh, yeah, Adam's gone off to, you know, wherever he's going. And she's like, you know, I just want you to tell him, like, it's really sweet that he found me so hot, but I have a boyfriend. And, you know, I'm just not into him. And I'm like, Okay, I'll let him know. <laughs> okay. I will let him know that you're not into him. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I hope she's doing well, but in the way that, like, you know, I, ho- I hope that, like, you know, a squirrel that is trying to run across the road ends up on the other side and is doing well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, oh, buddy. So, the thing about gender reveal is obviously... Oh, yeah, gender reveal. Back to the thing I was talking about. Um, So, there's plenty of criticism. And with criticism, because the internet's a thing, there are memes. So, there's one Tumblr post. I cut the cake on my baby gender reveal party, and the M&Ms are black. It's a goth we shot in unison. My family is sobbing. Morticia Adams is there. Which, honestly, like, I'm into. You have threatened to do this specific thing. 
And me and my husband are super into the idea. Um, and a comic by Adam Tots illustrates this tweet. I cut open my gender reveal cake. It is green. All of my guests rip off their fake human faces and we rejoice in our native lizard people tongue. <laughs> and then, of course, there's the real life badasses. Giving a whole middle finger to the gender binary and gender essentialists everywhere, parents of transgender children have begun hosting gender reveal parties to celebrate their child's coming out, complete with balloons and cake and pronouns. I love that to an extent that it almost retroactively forgives gender reveal parties in the first place. Absolutely. I mean, if there's if there's one reason to do it, this yes. is this is it. Like this is a great idea. Like, oopsie, let's do this. Let's let y'all know what the deal is. It's so supportive, and I love it yes. so much. Um, one meme that went viral last year was a vintage poster of Smokey the Bear pointing a finger accusingly while a fire blazes in the background with the caption, Remember, only you can prevent gender reveal parties. Yeah, and we say that because... Because, unfortunately, there is a not short section on the Wikipedia page titled Incidents and Injuries. Yep. Because, you know, with that whole go big or go home thing, sometimes that doesn't end at home. It ends in a hospital. I mean... With an emergency evacuation. Like, there, there's this secret other binary above the, like, is it a boy or a girl? Which is like, is it a cake or is it an IED? <laughs> what kind of family is this gonna be at their gender reveal party my gender is a nuclear blast um, your gender is a nuclear blast so um a gender reveal party at an applebee's in ohio oh god resulted in a fist fight between party goers and the restaurant staff after they were asked to clean up the shitloads of confetti that was everywhere ah the police were called, and everyone scattered like roaches, and they left an unpaid bill of $31.81 and blue confetti all over the fucking restaurant. Yeah, that's Applebee's. That is an Applebee's. Anytime you go into an Applebee's, there's a gender reveal party going terribly wrong. Yeah. Um, Gender reveal burnouts, in which cars emit billowing clouds of pink or blue smoke, became a fad popular in Australia around 2018. Australians. Mm. Uh, the Queensland Police Service had to warn the public that this was dangerous because there had been a, a number of attempted burnouts resulting in vehicles bursting into flames. Oh, God. Because that's a thing. I don't even know how you do that. So apparently, actually, I was just chatting with Rika about this. So usually with, with a gender reveal burnout, like as soon as that tire starts spinning, like... The, the 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 pink or blue dust starts going and you're like oh it's a gender but the thing is is that they keep trying to burn out for like 45 seconds to a minute yeah and at that point it gets hot and like that powder is usually combustible and then like whoosh we didn't start the fire but we kind of did i hope i have insurance i mean after all of that i would have gender reveal burnout as well in September 2019, a different Texas couple than the one I mentioned earlier also decided to hire a private crop duster. Uh, this one crashed while attempting to drop 350 gallons of colored water into a field. 
Again, luckily there was only minor injuries. I hope it's a field that needed to get watered anyway. Like, my greater concern is the environmental implications. Those Mm. people flying the plane knew what they got into. In April 2017, an off-duty Border Patrol agent in Arizona shot a target containing tannerite, which is an incredibly explosive substance, which was combined with blue powder as part of his child's gender reveal. The blue explosion started a fire in the surrounding grass, eventually becoming the Sawmill Fire, which scorched 47,000 acres. Over 100 people were evacuated and cost $8.2 million in damages. Did he get sued at least? The proud father eventually pleaded guilty to one misdemeanor count of causing a fire without a permit and was sentenced to five years probation and agreed to pay $220,000 in restitution. So there was there that was a finger wag. Well, two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Like, it, don't that's get me wrong, it's not at. eight million dollars, but <sighs> that's Texas culture. Sorry, listeners from Texas. I don't think there are any of you. <laughs> like, I've been looking at the analytics. I don't think you exist. Apparently, tannerite is very easy to get in Texas because I don't know because of Texas reasons. So yeah, apparently this is just something people love to like have explode in their backyard. So it's amazing that Texas exists. Tannerite sounds like the broiest element. Yo, tannerite! Let's get this party started. Meanwhile, molybdenum is the most feminine. <laughs> Don't ask me why, but it's true. I feel like at some point you're going to have just a whole meme about like, you know, like, you know, like those memes where it's like, which one are you? And it's like in the D&D classes and it's like bards are just like sing all the time and like don't remember anyone's name or whatever. It's you're going to have that, but with the periodic table. And I'll be into that. There will be so many options. In September 2020, a pyrotechnic device at another gender reveal party started its own devastating fire, the El Dorado Fire, yeah, also colloquially known as the Gender Reveal Fire, uh, burned 22,000 acres, destroyed 10 structures and damaged six others, caused 12 injuries, and killed one firefighter. But you know the gender of your baby. Yeah. You know what those genitals look There's like. There's blood on that baby's penis. Hmm. In October 2019, a homemade device meant to release pink or blue powder, exploded at a gender reveal party in Iowa, and a piece of the resulting shrapnel struck a 56-year-old family member in the head and killed her instantly. And then, of course, there's this most recent death. Yeah. So here's the thing. Gender reveal parties are dumb. Yeah. They reinforce the gender binary. They reduce fetuses to their genitals. They make strict gender roles even stricter and with way more guns involved. And while some people like to defend dumbass traditions by saying, but it's tradition, gender reveal parties are maybe 12 years old. Yeah. That's not tradition. That's a middle schooler with a shitty attitude. It's not even as old as Tanner. Absolutely not. In 2019, Jenna Carvunidis who was the pioneer of the gender reveal party, started speaking out about the trend she had started. Not only did she criticize how such parties reinforce negative gender stereotypes, but after the El Dorado fire, she asked everyone to just stop fucking having them all together. (coughs) Celebrate the baby, she said. There's no way to have a cake to cut into it to see if they're gonna like chess. Let's just have a cake. 
Yeah. Good sound advice. Good old what's her face. Good old what's her face. So those are gender reveal parties. Oh, well, you got a self-care plan to make sure I don't get that gender reveal burnout? Yeah, and it's, 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 it's all starring gender. Never mind, we're going to just go ahead. No worry about it. I couldn't think of a witty comment. I want you to keep that. What? Insert witty comment here. Mm. All right, so self-care plan time. So this last year has been, um, perhaps the word hell on our social lives. Or at least if you haven't been a complete dingus, right? So let's talk about some self-group, self-care activities you can do virtually to, to satisfy your need for socialization without, you know, spreading deadly diseases. Have a spa day. Grab your favorite products. Make some cucumber water. Put on your favorite Enya track and video chat with your friends while waiting for that face mask to dry. It'll feel like a real day at the spa, but way less expensive than hiring a crop duster to announce your baby's genitals. Mm. Swap recipes. Set up a Pinterest or even just an email chain and start sharing your favorite meals with your friends. You can share your results and how you did, and you can build up your own collection of cake recipes that have nothing to do with gender essentialism. Nothing whatsoever. Have a game night. Jackbox Games is the first to come to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 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 But there's always the classics like words with friends and, you know, other like-minded apps. Play online Monopoly and crush your enemies. I mean friends. No, if you're playing Monopoly with them, they're your enemies. Your enemies! But, you know... This is all without starting a single forest fire. Or killing one Aunt Ethel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Apparently, my niece, um, my niece Amelia has gotten really good at Monopoly. And I don't know if this is that she's actually gotten good at Monopoly or that they let her win. Um, but apparently she's always banker. And she's, so I'm, I'm guessing that she's laundering money. And that's why she's winning. But you're not going to call out the six-year-old for being a money launderer, even though you probably should. Um, I'm guessing that's going to lead to bad habits later on. Baby's first MBA. Mm. <laughs> uh, Kelly Leffler would be so proud. Mm. Um, so I guess on that note, uh, that'll be all for us this week, folks. If you like what you're hearing, and you fucking well should, you should check us out on thisfnguypod.com, on Twitter at thisfnguypod, on uh, Facebook at thisfuckingguy, because Facebook likes us to swear, um, or you can donate to our Patreon, which is also thisfnguy. We, I think, are going to have some content up relatively soon we keep saying mm-hmm. that none of you are biting which is just as well because we've been lying thus far but <laughs> but if we get i would say if we get one more patreon subscriber we'll put something up out of sheer mm-hmm. guilt mm-hmm. yes please give us guilt trips it'll work a lot better than whatever's happening now <laughs> um as always i am ren martinez i'm ginger Gollum. Here's a bonus self-care tip. It's after 4 p.m. You, you ought to put the caffeine away. And don't be this fucking guy. Peace. Peace.
This fucking guy